Welcome to the Thrive with Duff podcast. I am your host, Sarah Duff, and I am a 40-something self-love junkie who is on a mission to help you do more than just cope and survive in your life. I want you to thrive. In the episodes, I will be covering everything from personal and spiritual development, relationships and dating, health and wellness, life design, ruts and hard times, and a whole lot more. I will call you out on your BS and share real life experience and actionable ways that you can develop a rock solid foundation of self-love so that you can finally get out of your own way and start thriving in your life. If you love the episode, I would love you to give it a rating on iTunes. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening, then please share. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome back to another episode. Oh my God, so the UK has finally reopened today. Well, it started to reopen. Hairdressers are open, gyms are open, much to my um, disdain, because that means I'm actually going to have to go. Um, so 100% there's going to be some uh, loving discipline being applied to myself this week because the gym is not something that I really love anymore, which is so crazy looking back to a few years ago when practically the gym was my life. Um, but I am extremely aware that going and lifting weights is for my higher good. And as a woman in her 40s, you know, I have to be even more conscious now about, you know, the fact that I am losing muscle more than, um, at a faster rate, sorry. And also, you know, I have to be aware of bone health as I'm starting to get older. And so therefore getting to the gym to lift weights a couple of times a week is actually really important. So as much as I don't want to do it, I am going to push through that and just know that I'm doing it for my higher good. And this is, you know, real life. We all have to do things that we don't want to because we know that the the kind of the pain of getting ourselves there and doing them um, is far less than, you know, the consequence of not doing it. Or there is a far greater benefit to me making myself go than there is of me sitting in my comfort zone and deciding, you know, I just can't be bothered. So that's what's kind of going on here. Good news that it does mean that if things are opening up, vaccines are being rolled out. So I'm hopefully going to be in for my vaccine in the next couple of weeks. And hopefully we're going to get to New York in June, finally. Um, It's kind of going to feel so freaking surreal. Um, But yeah, finally, I think we're on the home stretch with it. So I am super excited. But in today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about body image in relationships, because this has definitely been something that has, um, I've struggled with, and it's definitely impacted me and how my previous relationships and how I would show up um, in that relationship. And actually, when I was doing just some, you know, notes for recording this episode, there was some things I kind of had some realizations about that I hadn't actually connected the dots on before, which is, you know, it just goes to show like I, you know, it doesn't matter how much you think you have connected the dots. There's always more to connect. Like, so this work on, um, you know, self-exploration and self-discovery, it never freaking ends, which, you know, occasionally you're just like, oh man, this is like, I just want it to be, I just, I just wish it was, you know, I knew everything and everything was, there wasn't anything else for me to deal with. 
Um, but on the flip side of it, it's also really exciting because whenever you make a new realization about yourself, it then just empowers you that little bit more to, you know, really take ownership of you now and how you are showing up in your life now and also helps you to really celebrate like maybe how far you've actually come which I don't think many of us um do often enough I know certainly like you know my clients especially when they first start working with me very often it's a bit like pulling teeth to try and get them to celebrate themselves um because we're just not used to doing it we're not used to like fucking bragging about ourselves um in a book that I read recently called Pussy Reclamation I think I mentioned it on the last episode as well she does Mama Gina she does this um they have like a ritual where it's the I brag and you know all of these women sit around and they brag about themselves and they're not like ashamed to do that and we shouldn't be fucking ashamed to do that we should be able to celebrate ourselves every freaking day and it's just so crazy how conditioned we've all come to to feel like we need to play small and play humble and god what if what if me celebrating myself makes someone else feel feel bad you're not responsible for other people's emotions and actually the more that you can celebrate yourself the more that you elevate others around you and the more that you help other women to see that it's okay to actually say do you know what I think I'm fucking brilliant so the more that we can all do that the more that we elevate each other and the more elevated that we all become as you know humans as women the the better the better the world will be and you know I think just just not being shy about owning ourselves is you know a big part of Um, finding acceptance and finding peace and also helps us when it comes to things like the relationship that we have with our body you know it allows us to let go of all these preconceptions that we have about you know how how we think we need to look and how we think we need to be and how we think we need to show up in order for us to um, be accepted and to you know allow ourselves to um, have the life that we want or to feel happy or to feel insert whatever emotion it is that you particularly would love to experience more of on your life all of that stuff is fucking unconditional you have the right to feel how you want to feel right now without having to make changes to your um physical appearance without having to earn some kind of like badge at work whatever the thing is you can actually you can actually you actually have the power to you know, earn yourself now and fucking celebrate yourself now. So let's dive into the episode before I continue on, before I continue on tangents. Um, so body image. So, I mean, this is like a huge topic. So you're only going to be scratching the surface today, but your body image is, is basically the perception that you have of your physical self and the thoughts and feelings that you then have as a result of that perception and you know the feelings can be positive or negative or a mixture of both but what I find is with a lot of the women that I work with and this was definitely me at one point was that the negative absolutely outweighed the positive in fact I think at one point I don't think I a hand on heart I don't think there was anything that I would have um I would have 
been able to say positively to you about my body other than the fact maybe that um you know I was quite small or something like that um but it wasn't like oh yeah you know I love my I love my legs or I love my stomach or I love my you know I you know I think I'm hot as fuck it was never it was never any of that and your body image can be influenced by you know your experiences um your your conditioning your you know how you were brought up how you experienced life um you know at school at college at university so all of the kind of environmental factors and your body image is how you see your body how you feel about your body the way that you think about your body and then the behaviors in which you engage in as a result of your body image and this kind of encompasses behavioral body image and when a person or when you are dissatisfied with the way that you look often this can lead to um feeling like you need to punish yourself or feeling like you know on a really deep um level that there is something wrong with you that you are not a valuable human being you are you know you are not worthy of having good things that you are not a worthy human being and you know in extreme cases this can lead to isolation um it can lead to you really withdrawing and not wanting to be around be around people and that's just I mean even me talking about that it breaks my heart to even think that you know somebody would have so much attached to you know the way that their body looks that they would literally lock themselves away from the world and you know I think my main message for this podcast is that I want you to know that your value and your enoughness and your which I'm aware is not a word and your worthiness and how valuable you are, and how lovable you are, and how, you know, what success you, um, you are allowed to achieve in your life, none of that is connected to, um, you know, your body, you can have all of those things, regardless of how your body looks, but obviously, you know, it's not as easy as just clicking your fingers and and that being the case because you know we we've all become we all have so much um conditioning we're all at the center stuck in the center of our onion just surrounded by all of these layers of crap so when it comes to improving the relationship that you have with your body it really takes work you know, and I wish I could tell you that it that it doesn't, that it would be, you know, easy that you could just go and stand in the mirror and say a few affirmations every morning and then, you know, that would be that would be job done. But if you think about any relationship in your life, it takes work. And so the relationship that you have with your body and, you know, you being able to shift the perception you have with it is going to take work because all of this inner work so all of this deeper exploration work is really all about helping you to achieve a different perception of yourself 
achieve a different perception of your place in the world, achieve a different perception of what is actually possible for you. So it's about pulling away all of this fucking conditioning and allowing you to just step forward and go, fuck, yeah, you know what? I I know what I want and I'm going to go I'm going to go after it because I know at my absolute core that I am a powerful, amazing human being who is worthy of everything that that she desires and I am I'm going to go out and I'm going to actually get that so when we're looking at body image I want to share just a bit of my own story with it in that so growing up as a child um I would say I definitely it's a kind of middle school so senior school getting into that was when you get into your teens I started to become very aware of the fact that my body my body wasn't developing as quickly as you know other people in my uh, class at school I can't remember when I got my period but I seem to feel like it was a little bit later than than everyone else so I always felt like you know I was I was behind everyone else and I became very aware that the people with the boobs or the people who you know had developed quicker than me seemed to get more attention from we used to have this group of like teenage boys that I went to an all-girls school we used to have a a group of lads that would hang around near the bike sheds and you know what it's like when you're a teenage girl like you kind of go in that stage and you you go a little bit, you know, boy crazy, if boys were your thing. Um, you go a little bit boy crazy. And that was definitely what I did. I was, I just, I wanted to be seen and I wanted attention and I, I wasn't getting it. So I very much connected that to the fact that I was a, a late bloomer. I didn't have the boobs. I'll never forget my mum. All the girls in my class at school were getting bras. And so we used to go into for PE um, and, you know, all the other girls would be in the changing room getting, taking off their clothes and they'd all be wearing bras. And I still had like uh, either vests or crop tops on. And oh my God, I was just, oh, just the image in my head now thinking about back to that girl. I'm just like, oh my God, she just, I was so embarrassed and so ashamed that I was still in these like childlike tops so I made my mum take me to what was called pound stretcher if you're not from England you won't know what that is but if you're in the US it's like the equivalent to I guess like a Ross dress for less or a target and I made her buy me a, a bra and no word of a lie this bra was a 32 triple a so it was literally like these two little pieces of triangles but I I made her buy me it because I I wanted I wanted to just have the bra strap be seen through my white shirt because I was convinced that if I walked past the boys at the bike shed and they could see my bra strap that suddenly I was going to become this like you know they were going to be like oh my god yeah come here let's talk to you you're amazing all of this kind of all of this kind of shit so I was always very aware that, you know, my body was uh, kind of 
I felt kind of boy-like and I also had very pale skin and that was also something else that used to cause me a lot of um, angst um, you know, holidays when I was going abroad with, you know, big groups of girls and stuff, I was growing up, it was always something, you know, I felt boyish and I was very aware that I looked pale and I always felt very inadequate and very insignificant, um, when I was kind of in those groups. And, you know, I tried then to overcompensate in other ways, um, to try and get kind of, um, seen, I guess, um, so I would always try and have like, you know, really good outfits or, you know, I would always be like really overly um, like nice to people. I would pay for things for people, like all because I, I kind of felt I felt like I needed to earn earn my place, I guess. I don't really know, really know what the right terminology is, but I just didn't feel like I belonged and I think therefore I was kind of very scared that if I didn't do something if I didn't like try and make myself fit in in some way even if it meant kind of you know trying to look cooler than the other girls by drinking more than them or you know having the coolest outfit that somehow you know if I didn't do all of those things paying for stuff for people that somehow you know that would mean that I would get rejected and left and and all of this kind of stuff. And so that was kind of through my teens at university. It was fairly much the same. Um, I, you know, I think I mentioned on the last podcast when about dating in that when, because when you feel that way about yourself, you get into a very like scarce mindset. So when somebody then gives you attention, you kind of almost feel so grateful for it that you you latch onto it and you kind of hold onto it and you're like, oh my God, I don't think this is ever going to happen to me again. So I need to make this work. So again, um, going back into this kind of like desperate energy. And so university, you know, I ended up sleeping with random people and doing lots of things that made me feel like absolute trash all in an attempt to try and... Um, like earn my place, earn my worth, validate me, make me make me know that um, that I was okay, and that was that was fucking hard. But actually, at that point, I wouldn't have put any of that down. I wouldn't have connected any of that to being really anything to do with my body. Interestingly enough, this is just coming to me now. I feel like if you'd have asked me at that time, I would have just been very much like, well, this is just the way that it is, which is what happens when you are living completely unaware of yourself. You don't kind of see your patterns. You don't realise what is actually going on. You don't realise that the the voices in your head that are telling you all of this fucking mean stuff or telling you that you know no one is ever going to love you so you need to you need to you know you need to hold on to this dude like a you know you need to attach yourself to him like freaking velcro and act like a psycho until you know he commits to you you don't realize that that's that's not actually that's not actually you and i don't know where you are on your own self awareness journey but like when we are looking at 
the stages of learning and acceptance, like the very first stage of um the very first stage of that is what I refer to as the wait what stage, which is that stage where you you realize that all of the shit that you've been telling yourself, all of the stuff that you've been feeling is not normal. So it's not normal to actually have all these things being said to you by yourself about like how shit your body is, how awful you look. It's not normal to actually be mean to yourself or to hate yourself. But when you're in that, when you are living that, you don't freaking, you don't freaking know that. And I absolutely 5,000% at the age of 21 had no clue that that's what was, and that's what was going on. So then I went into the airline industry and, um, I was very conscious of, you know, how amazing some of the, you know, girls that I would be on trips with, you know, I was very much stuck in the comparison cycle. Again, still all these feelings of inadequacy and making bad decisions based on the fact that I was desperately needing to be validated and needed to be, um, I needed people to let me know that they found me attractive. So, you know, I was I was sleeping again, going back to this, sleeping with random people, getting myself in some pickles, full transparency. You know, there was there was um uh I ended up in a couple of situations with men who were married, which is not something I am proud of, but you know, it happened, it didn't last for very long and as we know I'm not I'm not holding shame around any of it you know I made I made some bad decisions and I own those decisions um because I own who I am now and you know I have so much empathy and compassion for who I was at that time which was a really troubled soul looking for someone to to validate her and to make her feel okay about who she was um and you know was prepared to do anything to get that you know so the 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 self sabotage that was going on being driven by all of these you know head stories that i wasn't even aware of because you know your your mind just wants to keep you safe and it will drive you to do things even if they are really bad decisions, it will it will drive you to do those things because in some way you are getting what the mind perceives as being some level of safety or some level of um, familiarity from whatever that situation is. And a, an exercise that I've get, actually shared this on here is um and I do I use this with my clients a lot and you know they make some very amazing discoveries is the cost v payoff um exercise when you are struggling with patterns that won't go or limiting beliefs that you have that just won't shift doing that exercise can be extremely powerful because if you keep repeating the same things over and over then it is it's serving you in in some way anyway that was a bit of a, a a tangent basically I was making really shit decisions because all the way up until you know fairly recently um because I I I couldn't accept myself and I needed other I needed external sources external things to try and to to make me feel in any way that 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 I was okay as a person that it was okay to um 
accept myself. And it was such a um, painful existence. There is no peace there. There is no, there is no, um, there's no waking up every morning and, and feeling energized. There's just no, it's just, it's just torment. And then when I got into my 30s, um, I met a guy um, in Ibiza. He's now an ex-guy, an ex-guy of many years. But I think actually this was the discovery that I mentioned at the beginning that I made today was that actually my relationship with him, I think, took my my unhealthy perception of my body to a, a new level because um actually no rewind there was somebody from just looking at my notes there was somebody before him so I met this guy on a night out in Leeds and basically he was like I can only describe him as a bit of an Adonis he was muscular he was he was just gorgeous he was beautiful yeah and I the night that I got talking to him, I, I was like, I had to pinch myself. I was like, oh my God, is he actually talking to me? Because I'd had some very pre, really painful previous experiences um, where I had kind of, there was an incident that happened in Ibiza like a huge number of years ago where I had ended up, um, you know, getting off with, as we used to call it um, at the time, with like a guy who I perceived as being very good looking and was in with this kind of like elite crowd in the place where I'm from, Hull. And I ended up in bed with him. And then basically the next day, he made me feel so small and so awful. And I feel like to me, and I do not know whether this is true, but my interpretation of the situation was, this was the story that I attached was, he only slept with me for a bet. And so I fast forward back to this night when I met this guy, Andy, I was like, because in my eyes, I had put him on a pedestal, which is, you know, another thing, which is something that we tend to do and actually nobody nobody in your life needs to be on a pedestal um we're all humans we're all here doing doing our best and no no one person is any better than you so no one needs to be put on a pedestal and actually putting people on pedestals is really it's really fucking dangerous because um you're then trying to live up to these you know your own perception of how they are and who they are and that's not that's not healthy and so you're better off having bringing everyone down to a human level and you know kind of be living with the reality or dealing with the reality of you know their humanness because we're all freaking human at the end of the day and I used to do this a lot with men was put them on on pedestal so this guy Andy was on a pedestal and so I was in my head, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he picked me. Oh my God, I can't believe he picked me. This is like, you know, I was pinching myself. And it, all of the things. And so we basically dated. And then that initial, initially that ended and he did it in a really shitty way. He kind of just um, ghosted me, vanished um, off the face of the earth with no real explanation. 
And I then obviously made all of that mean that, oh my God, it was a joke. Oh my God, like he he was doing it for some kind of bet. Um, he thinks that I am, you know, unattractive. He thinks that I am this. He thinks I am that, blah, blah, blah. You can, you know, you know the spiral. You don't need me to, to continue. And so that then sent me into kind of an even deeper spiral of, oh my God, what is, what is wrong? What is wrong with me? And so I then kind of just carried on, not still having no awareness of what really, what was going on in, you know, what was really going on and that all of this was kind of connected to my body. But looking back on, on all of this now, like blatantly, you know, the situation with the guy, Andy, when we were um, initially, you know, dating before he goes to me and he did come back. I will tell you that in a minute. Um, I remember feeling um, really like the first time we slept together, I remember feeling so I was kind of excited, but nervous. And also, again, this word which keeps coming up, I felt very inadequate. Because at that point, I wasn't into going to the gym, particularly. Um, I hadn't had my boobs done. I still had this story of, you know, I am very boyish looking in my head. Um, And kind of attached, when you connect those thoughts and those stories, along with, oh, my God, this guy is on a pedestal. He is an Adonis. He's got a six-pack, eight-pack, fucking whatever. Like, of course, the state of my head, I was going to feel inadequate. But weirdly enough, like the only person that was actually making me feel an inadequate in that situation was me. There was nothing that he did and there was nothing that he said that made me feel that way. This was all me. And I think this is so important when it comes to um, body image and um, especially in relationships is that we we have our own perception of ourselves but our partners are not perceiving us that way and I think this is where it can get extremely difficult for other people that are in like the the relationship um and I'm gonna go I may do another episode because I feel like this is already going to be going to be fairly long um but that's where it can lead to this huge disconnect because I actually spoke to my boyfriend Domi on last night about this because I was like I'm going to record a podcast and this is what I'm going to talk about like I would love your I would love your insight and you know we had a discussion about it I was asking him about you know his previous sexual relationships which is not the first time we've talked about that um and just asking him you know about people that or women that he had kind of slept with who had maybe struggled with body image and how how that played out and how you know how it impacted the kind of sexual um the sexual relationship and you know he was kind of saying you know yeah it can it can be hard if you're if like you have you're with a partner and you literally think that the sun shines out of their fucking backside you think that you're they're beautiful you, they, you think they're sexy and wonderful and and all of this and they just just do not see that about themselves they don't that's not how they perceive themselves so the energy that they show up in in the bedroom 
is 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 not is is not aligned with how um, the partner is showing up. Because if the partner is showing up and they're just like they just they they desire you, they want you, they you know, and then your energy is oh my god, like what. I don't feel I don't feel good enough. I, I, what's my ass doing? What are my boobs doing? What's my face doing? Like, um, you know, what's he thinking? Am I being too slow? Am I being too fast? Like, all of this kind of stuff, and it just it totally it kind of just kills the it kills the um, it kills the the moment. It kills the kind of desire, and like when we're looking at energy like we feed off people's energies and so you know if you've got one one person in in an intimate situation who you know is 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 very uncomfortable with it and uncomfortable with themselves and then the other person senses senses that and then you know both of you then end up in a, a relationship where or in a you know an intimate relationship which doesn't really f- completely fulfill either of you and so there's so much like shit around talking openly about sex and you know um intimacy and orgasms and and pleasure and and sensuality and sexuality and all of this kind of stuff that then often i think um sex becomes this kind of um this chore this this thing that you just do because you feel like you have to and there's no there's no pleasure for for you in it and maybe no you know maybe maybe there's a level of pleasure for your partner but you know neither of you are kind of getting the full le- level of pleasure that you could actually be um experiencing if there was you know you were feeling differently about yourself and were able to show up differently in in that situation and this isn't about you know you needing to judge yourself for any of this if this is kind of resonating with you this is not what this is about this is me trying to help you empower yourself to decide that you are going to take your pleasure and you know your life fulfillment seriously and you're not going to put it on the back burner and you're going to make a commitment to yourself that you know maybe maybe you are in a situation right now where you know that you're not feeling fulfilled sexually you don't have good body image but you're kind of not really taking any true steps to change things for yourself. And so my message to you is I really, I really want to encourage you to kind of not sit back and hope that things are one day going to like begin to change for you. Cause that's not how this works. Like you have to be actively working on shifting the internal limiting beliefs you have to be more intentional about how it is that you are showing up for yourself and 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 the work that you are doing in order to change how you are in relationship with yourself because like I said 
relationships, any relationship takes work, whether that's a relationship with ourselves, relationships with people around us, it all takes work. It all takes commitment. It all takes connection. It takes communication. It takes, um, you know, being able to be empathetic and compassionate and kind to yourself and, you know, in relationship, be empathetic and compassionate and kind when when things to other people, when things are not going, things are not going right. And so it's about taking responsibility for ourselves and going, you know what? Like I'm aware that my I don't love my body and I'm aware that um, you know, I feel like my body image needs some work. I don't know maybe what that looks like or how I'm going to do it but I do know that I want to commit to actually doing this for myself because I want to I want to live my life to the fullest. I want to experience as much fucking pleasure as I can in this in in this lifetime. And so I am going to do whatever it takes to for me to feel empowered enough to be able to go out into the world in full acceptance of who I am, in full acceptance of the body that I am in, in full acceptance of of my own um, my own right to pleasure, in full acceptance of just being fucking me. I am going to do whatever it takes for me to get that because I matter. My life matters. And I am not available for a life which is, you know, I may get to later in life and regret having not made this decision earlier and kind of, you know, missed out on all of this, you know, being able to live life, experience life through the lens of feeling fucking amazing about who you are and the body that you are, the body that you are in. I hope that makes some kind of sense. I don't, that was just a bit of a crazy, a crazy tangent. I can't even remember where I am on this story. Story now. I may have to do this in splits, in split um, episodes. So back to Andy. So then, basically, um, Andy disappeared, and then Andy reappeared. And um, when he reappeared. It was the same thing. I still had him on a pedestal. I was still feeling, you know, like I wasn't womanly enough. Because um, in my mind, I I would tell myself, oh, my God, he he totally should be with, you know, like a fitness model or, you know, somebody, somebody, a, a model of some, of some description. Anyway, then, and to be in his defense, you know, yes, the first time that the, the relationship kind of, um, broke down he did it in a really shitty way but there was reason there was reasons behind it which you know we talked about when we kind of gave it another go but then I ended up going on a holiday to Ibiza and I met this guy and basically this guy came in and long story short he basically kind of trashed my life he didn't specifically but the relationship that I entered into with him and um, all of the kind of subsequent subsequent things that happened as a result of that relationship um, basically pulled the rug right under right out from underneath my feet I ended up like 
homeless, jobless, all of the things. That's for another podcast. I think I've spoken about it before. Um, but I'm truly grateful for all of that because I wouldn't be where I am today without having gone through everything that I went through. But within that relationship, I actually, this was the realization I had. I actually realized that he was probably the only guy that I was with who actually his actions made me, his actions kind of like um, corresponded with the fact that he didn't think that um, my body was enough or um you know hot enough or whatever as it as it was because he was very into going to the gym and all of that and like I mentioned I wasn't really at that point and when we got together he he started to you know um encourage me to go to the gym which was fine I'm all for that partners being supportive and loving um but then he was also trying to kind of encourage me to lose weight, which, um, you know, that's never a decision that a partner should ever make for you. That all has to come from, you know, within you. Um, and he was into using all of these weird supplements and all of and It was something called Clenbuterol, Clenbuterol, and that's what it was called. It's basically a fat burner. And so he had me taking clenbuterol and, you know, I, this is me, I take responsibility. I was like, oh yeah, okay. Because I was like, okay, this is kind of, you know, this is what we do when we're in this relationship. I started eating just like him and he was doing the, um, you know, the bodybuilding chicken or salmon, boiled vegetables and rice for an evening, an evening meal every night. So I got into, into all of that. and then. The tanning injections was the next thing. He started using tanning injections and he was like, why don't you try tan tanning injections? Bearing in mind that I already mentioned that like skin, that my skin color had always been one of my, one of my things that I think added to me feeling, you know, not attractive enough. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I started taking these tanning injections. They were fucking grim. They made me feel sick. You had to inject yourself in your stomach. Um, they turned your skin. When I first started using them, like, I'll be honest, I think I looked a bit like a tangerine. He definitely looked like a fucking, <laughs> he definitely looked like a tangerine. Oh my God. Um, they did settle down after a while, but I mean, Jesus, I don't even know what that shit is, but I was, I was, I was happy to inject it into myself. Um, because you know he'd kind of suggested it and I was in my head it was like okay so that's what that's what I need to do and then then I will 100% know that um that he finds me attractive so that was kind of when I I think that relationship there was when I became even more hyper aware because this guy seemed to be kind of encouraging me to make changes whereas previously no one else had kind of actively done anything to um you know try and encourage change 
And so in my mind, I definitely, I attached a big story to the fact that he definitely didn't find me attractive. And, you know, honestly, in, in that relationship, the sex was, um, yeah, I, do, I don't even, when I was thinking about this, I was like, I don't even really remember it that much. I feel like we didn't have sex very much. Um, I don't know. I think that was definitely partly down to, to me. Um, but maybe also down to him. I can't speak for him. I can only speak for for me. But I don't remember. It wasn't like a relationship that I remember it being like highly sexual. Although I do remember there was things that I could, again, I, I, in an attempt, because I attached this thing to that relationship as well, where I was like, I felt like he he was into a lot of kind of um I guess like you know porn style sex and so I was like oh my god okay and this was the first time I'd ever lived with a guy as well and so I I had a very weird um I had some very weird stories about around what I thought I needed to do when I was in a relationship and living with someone um but one of the things was definitely I was like, okay, I'm, I want to try, um, I want to try like doing all of this, you know, some of this like dressing up um, in underwear and dancing for him and all of this kind of stuff. Because in my mind, I was like, yeah, this, I think this is what I need to, this is what I need to do. There was never any discussion around it. Um, it was just something that I, I made a decision in my head that this is what needed to happen. Um without even really checking in with myself like is this something that I want to do which is what I would always do now like is this what I want to do is this gonna you know is this will I enjoy doing this will I get some pleasure about it because my pleasure is as important as my partner's and that's not to say that there isn't times when you know it would be more about the other person um doing all of the receiving and I would be more of the giver but vice versa but there was never any of that I was very my mind was very much on okay what do I need to do to ensure that he doesn't leave me what do I need to do to make sure that he doesn't reject me what do I need to do to make sure that he is happy and then I would just do that regardless of whether I actually wanted to or not but (laughs) there's one one oh my god there was one night when I decided to do the dressing up. Jesus, I hope my mum's not. Well, hi, mum, if you're listening. Um, I decided I was going to dress up in underwear, put on the stilettos, all of the things. And he was a wannabe DJ, so we had, like, decks and stuff in the house. And we were having, like, you know, drinks and a bit of a party night on this mezzanine thing that we had. So I disappeared off and got myself into this underwear. And I've not had my boobs on that stage. I was really paranoid about how flat chested I was, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I came back up to the the room where he was and he was like surprised. Um, and so I started dancing. I, I dread to think what that dancing looked like, probably awkward as fuck. Because um, I was definitely, it was all in my head. I was in my head so much. There was nothing, I wasn't feeling it at all. I was just in my head about what's he thinking? What do I look like? Like all of this. And so I started dancing and he was like sat on a, sat on a chair and I went to, you know, I was thinking of the movies and my playing movies in my head of like lap dances. And so I went to go and sit on to like lap dance onto his onto his lap. And I basically something happened and I I kind of stumbled 
and I stood on his toe with stilettos on. And as I stood on his toe, he obviously went, oh, fuck, and, like, jumped up. And as he jumped up, he catapulted me into um, basically the wall at the opposite <laughs> side of the room. Um, so to say that that was a, a kind of humiliating – I mean, I can laugh about it now, but it was humiliating, and it definitely – it definitely left me with um, feeling, again, very inadequate and as if there was something wrong with me that I couldn't just be this, like, sex, this sex goddess who could dance for her, could dance for her partner. And this obviously left me feeling very, very ashamed, um, ashamed of me as a, you know, sexual being, me as a woman, um, and also really left me to attaching more painful stories to, you know, my appearance and, and my body. And, you know, yes, I got my boobs done. Um, so that relationship ended, like I said, in, in a fireworks. <laughs> and then, you know, I went through some stages of, like, my body was definitely not my biggest my biggest concern um because I was you know in so much of a, a pickle in the rest of my life that I guess I really became disconnected from really thinking anything about my body um I was so busy trying to sort out like you know a new job and and all of this kind of stuff um and then I guess it kind of I went back into the airline industry and um again focus was still not really on my body but then when I left the airline industry as you may or may not know I then entered into you know the fitness industry and then I just opened up you know that kind of reared um re-reared do I mean reared that kind of brought up again all of this stuff around my body um because when I entered into the fitness industry my perception was um you have to look a certain way. You have to um, you have to show up a certain way in order to be successful. So that was when my, you know, my journey of exercise obsession, calorie obsession, um, body changing my body, trying to get the perfect body, um, you know, really took off with a vengeance. Um, and I ended up getting my boobs done um, kind of a few years after I left the airline industry. And don't get me wrong, I I love my boobs. Um, but at the time, you know, I would have sworn that it was it was nothing to do with me trying to, you know, increase my value and worth as a as a woman. Um, but actually looking back on it, if I'm being honest, of, of course it was like, you know, I... I felt in my mind the story was if I get bigger boobs then uh, then I'll attract in the man that I you know the relationship that I want the man I want then I will be a huge success within the fitness industry um then I will be happier of course you know all I got was literally a new pair of boobs that I love I love dearly and you know at the time they did boost my confidence but they didn't change anything else that was going on inside of me I still felt inadequate I still felt I needed to 
um, earn my worth outside of me, I still didn't feel enough. Um, I still felt like I needed to get leaner or to do, you know, to do the next thing. And so my, you know, the image of my body hadn't, hadn't changed. It hadn't improved. Um, and so it has been a journey. Um, I feel like there's definitely more I can say on this, but I'm going to kind of try and wrap it up here and I will come back and retouch on this. Um, but something that I have definitely learned is that, and something that I will definitely be embracing, you know, in my new relationship when we actually get to meet, because obviously we have, we've been in relationship for over a year now, um, but we've not actually met physically. Um, we've obviously done, you know, some, you know, nakedness on camera and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but my my whole mindset going into this relationship and what I have kind of been manifesting and working on for the last few years is for me to feel sexy, for me to feel in love with myself, for me to, you know, feel um, amazing in the skin that I am in, not for anyone else, but for me. So, you know, I I want to feel sexy in my mind, regardless of what my body looks like. I want to be able to get that. This book that I was reading, you know, she, she talks about the turn-on. And, you know, the, the turn-on is very much, um, it's about embodying the, certain sensations in your body and thoughts in your in your mind it's not so much about you know having to have other people there to do that it's about learning to find yourself sexy and to embrace those feelings and you know that is what is going to get you to the point where you show up in your world completely differently where you won't need to be seeking validation from others yes it's nice to receive it of course and um, no one is saying you know don't you, that we don't as human beings want validation we absolutely do but the difference between um you know getting it and enjoying getting it and receiving like a little bit of pleasure from that it's very different from, oh my God, I desperately need validation because if I don't get it, then that means something, that there's something wrong with me. I can't, I can't validate myself. I don't feel worthy if, if other people are not making me feel that way. I don't feel enough unless somebody tells me, unless somebody tells me that I am. And so my whole thing going into this new relationship is that I go into it in a complete like I'm excited because this will actually be the kind of first relationship I've ever been in where I do feel comfortable in my skin. I don't give a shit about my cellulite. I don't give a shit about, you know, the endless flaws that I have all over my body. I don't give a shit about any of that because I feel 
like I have finally connected with you know my my sexuality my sensuality um you know and this is something that I think we all need to be not afraid to do um and I think there's another podcast in this about talking about the shame around sex and the shame around you know actually being a sexual being and allowing yourself to feel pleasure to actually have pleasure as being one of your you know your life values almost because pleasure pleasure is like it's 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 a part of being a healthy happy fulfilled human being um and actually before before when I was doing like just some reading um earlier on I read a an interesting article about you know your the connection between food and your sexuality and you know often when your body is not receiving pleasure from you know areas of your life what it'll do is it'll drive you to go and find pleasure from um anything that it can and because sex and food are two of the things the only two things which will hit in on all of your five senses in the one swoop there is a connection between your um relationship with food and the relationship to your sexuality which I was like I was like fascinated by when I was I was reading it um but yes so yes this podcast has been a little bit like all over the place um I hope that you get something out of it got something out of it um and I guess you know just to close up I want to give you some skills to strengthen in the relationship with your body or some things that you can do to help you start working on you know the relationship you have with your body and your own body image so the first thing is is to get really honest about where you are at with your body image what is the perception um of it of yourself how do you feel um and what are the behaviors that are then aligned with how you feel about your body so get all of those written down and then it's about looking at okay is this how I want to continue so decide making the decision that you want things to be different and then working out okay so what is my what is my next what is my next step what do I need to do to change things myself and maybe it is that you need to you know find a support group or maybe it is that you need to reach out and work with you know a coach whether it be me or whether it be someone else to help you to get inside your internal world to get to know yourself on a deeper level so that you can so you can start actively working on shifting the shit that's holding you back you know so that you can begin your process of you know moving past the things that are currently holding you back and you know that's going to involve different communication with yourself you know, understanding um, how to work with yourself. It's going to be about finding consistency in how you treat yourself and treat your body. It's about becoming connected to your deepest self, your pleasure, your desires, 
learning, you know, what what you like, self-touch, learning to feel sensations, learning to feel full stop, because so many of us are so scared to feel. And learning to be more empathetic and compassionate with yourself and learning open communication with, you know, if you know, if you are in an intimate relationship, really learning how to open up and communicate with your partner to give them a really good understanding of what is going on in your head you know and their job is to 100% to love and support you in any way that they can but the work for you to actually improve your body image the work for you to love your body the work for you to feel sexy to feel desirable to feel you know to feel amazing that's going to be an inside job and no one else can do that for you like your partner can support and love and help you but they can't do that for you and actually it's not their responsibility you have to take responsibility for that yourself and I know very often people don't want to hear that but that's the but that's the truth no one can do this for you so I hope there is some goodness in this podcast somewhere for you my friend um And if you are struggling with this and you do feel like you need to work with um, a coach um, to help you dig in and find out what's really going on and help you to, you know, evolve and shift things for yourself, whether it be with body image or other areas of your life, um, whether it be, you know, finding a relationship, whether it's getting back out on the dating world, whether it is literally just working on the relationship with yourself, then I am here. Um, and I am open to discussing with you how how I work with my clients if that is something that you are interested in so reach out to me anytime you can send messages on here you can reach out to me on Instagram um, or you can fill in you can book a free clarity um, relationship clarity session with me um, which I will put the link in the show notes or you will also find that link on my link tree on my Instagram. But thank you so much for tuning in, my friend. Um, I love you very much. I think you are a beautiful, sexy, amazing being. I shall catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive with Duff podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave me some stars. And while you're over there, do not forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. If you have friends, gal pals, your mom, anyone that you feel that would benefit from any of the episodes, I would be so grateful if you could share because I am on a mission to make sure that I empower as many women as I possibly can to be able to start thriving in their life. Until the next episode, my friend, take care. I'll speak to you soon.